Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 738, for Saturday, December 4th, 2021. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Repeating at number 20 for the second week, Nemesis by Adam Kwapinski, published by Awaken Realms and Rebel with 13,402. That's a gain of 455 views, or 3.5%, and is about 300 more than the number 21 game. Climbing 5 to re-enter the top 20 at number 19, Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 14,130, 728 more than Nemesis, a gain of 15%. Repeating at number 18, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with 15,419, 1,300 more than Scythe, and a gain of 8%. This is a common theme, uh, what we've seen so far. Older titles perform very well this week. There's a lot of gains, and the overall page view totals in general, are higher. Notice that Brass gained 8%, but did not pick up any spots. One exception to that is here at number 17, entering their Vagrant Song by Kyle Rowan, Matt Carter, and Jason Gibbs, published by Weird Games, with 15,458, 39 more than Brass. Climbing one for the second week in a row from 18 to 17 to 16, Root by Cole Whirley, published by Leader Games with 17,278, 1,800 more than Vagrant Song, and a gain of 21%. Now, last week it gained a spot, losing 3%. And the week before that it gained two spots, gaining only 6%. Here it gained 21%. And only gained one spot. Down four to fifteen, Cascadia by Randy Flynn, published by Flat Out Games, with seventeen thousand six hundred thirty-eight, three hundred sixty more than Root, a gain of one point one percent. Down four spots. Down one spot for the second week from twelve to thirteen to fourteen, Unfathomable by Corey Kaneska and Tony Fanchi published by Fantasy Flight Games with 18,915, almost 1,300 more than Cascadia, a gain of 10%, down one spot. Down three to 13, Marvel Champions, by Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 19,636, 721 more than Unfathomable, a gain of 9%. Repeating at number 12, Everdell by James A. Wilson, published by Starling Games with 20,842. 1,200 more than Marvel Champions, a gain of 21%, but it does not gain any position. Everdell has been on a tear of late. Uh, If you go back a few weeks, it was number 23, then gained to 17 on a 10% gain, then went up to 12 last week on a 14% gain, this week on a 20% gain, still only number 12. 
Last week's number one dips to number 11, Hero Quest by Stephen Baker, published by Avalon Hill Games with 20,858. 16 more than Everdell, and a decline of 50%, lost almost exactly half of its total from last week. And this becomes the 56th time a number one has missed the top 10 the following week, the last time being just last week with Hegemony. Of course, with the elevated totals, uh, this game would have been in the top 10 the vast majority of weeks over the last several years. In the top 10, we have four new entries, two of them debuts. Falling out are, from 1 to 11, Hero Quest, from 10 to 13, Marvel Champions, from 9 to 65, Furnace, and from 4 to 77, Brian Boru. Returning to the top 10 at number 10, after 11 months away, Wingspan by Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Stonemeyer Games with 21,000, 711, 853 more than Hero Quest, and a gain of 30% from last week, as it charts its 75th time in the top 10. It's also 3,700 more than last week's number 10, giving it the most views for a number 10 since December 1st of 2018, three years ago. That was when Fireball Island was number 10 with 23,000 views. In general, I have to say that this has got to be something related to Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday, which are captured within this week's data to explain all of the older titles receiving resurgence. Our second new entry is one of those debuts at number nine, Mindbug by Christian Kudal, Marvin Hagen, Richard Garfield, and Skaff Elias published by Nerd Lab Games, with 21,799, 88 more than Wingspan. Mindbug is a two-player card game, a dueling card game, but is noteworthy for having no deck construction. It is currently on Kickstarter. Down 1 to 8, Gloomhaven, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with 22,292. 493 more than Mindbug, a gain of 14%, down one spot. Re-entering after 28 months away, over two years, and charting at number 7, Kingdom Death Monster, by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death, with 23,927, 1,600, more than Gloomhaven, and nearly triple what it had last week. I believe it is an annual thing that Kingdom Death Monster has a Black Friday sale. Uh, We didn't chart last year, uh, but that's most of the reason why we see it returning all of a sudden this week. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to stick around for very long. Although, you know, it's usually in the 20s, 30s in position most weeks. This is the 70th week in the top 10 for Kingdom Death Monster, making it only the 11th different game to reach that plateau. After two weeks at number 8, up 2 to 6, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Vixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 24,472, 545 more than Kingdom Death Monster, a gain of 26%. 
0.8%, and it reaches its highest position in about a year and a half, going back to July of last year, when it was also number six. Repeating at number five for the third week in a row, Lost Ruins of Arnak by Min and Elwin, published by Czech Games Edition with 25,508, a thousand more than terraforming Mars, and a 13% gain from last week. After two weeks at number six, up two to four, Arkham Horror, the card game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 25,763, 255 more than Lost Ruins of Arnak, and a gain of 15%, as it reaches its highest position since July of this year, when it was also number four. Repeating at number three, Spirit Island, by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with 26,996, 1,200 more than Arkham Horror, a gain of 10%. Our fourth new entry, another debut, is at number two, Tabanusi, by Daniela Tashini and David Spada, published by Board and Dice, with 34,076, that's 7,000 more than Spirit Island, nearly triple what it had last week when it was number 25, so a 23-position climb. The subtitle of Tabanusi is Builders of Ur, and in this game, set in ancient Ur, one of the uh, big cities of Mesopotamia, you have various colored dice that interact with districts on the board and provide you with actions. But climbing one spot for the second week in a row to go from three to two to one, Dune Imperium by Paul Denon, published by Direwolf with 38,236, 4,000 more than Tabanusi, and unlike most of the other games, not a notable jump in views. In fact, it loses 71 views, or two-tenths of 1%. But it's still good enough for it to be able to reach number one for the third time in the last six weeks, and the eighth time overall, making it only the 11th game to have spent eight or more weeks at number one. This is also Dune Imperium's 50th week in the top 10, and it is the 18th game to reach that mark. This week, eight of the games in the top 10 have at least 10 weeks. The last time that happened, that we had double-digit weeks for each of those eight games, was all the way back in April of 2020. Uh, That time... Every game also had more than 20 weeks. That is also true here. In fact, every game of those eight has more than 30 and more than 40. The eighth... Let's see how I want to phrase that. The eighth shortest run, the eighth longest run, there, that's how I'll say, the eighth longest run of any of those eight games is Lost Ruins of Arnak with 46 weeks in the top 10. Moving up from that mark, we have Dune Imperium at 50, Spirit Island with 68, Kingdom Death Monster with 70, Wingspan with 75, Arkham Horror the Card Game with 185, Terraforming Mars at 215, and Gloomhaven with 231. It is quite unusual, but 
a function, as I said before, I believe, largely of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. For Saturday, December 4th, 2021.